Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti Equiwell Dubai. And our ice is green, wins the Dali July Cup. Here's you watching those pictures and you're looking quiet and, and, and calm and collected, but surely when you see those magical moments and hearing the commentaries and <laughs> brilliant ride, beautiful ride, what sort of uh, emotions does that stir in you? I miss it. <laughs> no, it was great days. I was very lucky. Um, and I, I loved it, every minute of it. Uh, if you don't mind, we just... You know, we've got a few minutes to chat here at our leisure. So go back to the start. Obviously, your your father, uh, your family, a huge influence in your decision to to be involved in the sport in the in the role that you you took. Um, were you always though going to be a jockey, and were you always going to be a flat jockey? Yeah, I was. Um, from the time I was seven, I wanted to be a jockey. And going to school, and people would say, "What are you going to do when you grow up?" And when they didn't know, I thought it was really weird. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? So. Um, all I had in my head was being a jockey. And I remember, you see how I used to ride coming late? Yeah. From when myself and my sister would ride around the paddock at home. There was a paddock by the yard there, and there was a telegraph pole, and it was, it was the winner post. And Sandra used to ride her, um, she'd know slow pony, a hunter. Yeah. And I used to give her six or eight lengths head start around the field. And then I'd turn for home, and I'd just try and nail her on the, <laughs> right by the pole. And we'd go around there for hours. Wow. And I used to love doing it. Wow, perfecting. Trying to time that I'd yeah. get her on the line, you know what Amazing. I mean? Uh, yeah. And then your, your route into riding, of course, obviously in Ireland, and you, you, you came over to the UK. Um, when did you know that you wanted, you know, you wanted to go all the way and you wanted to be uh, an, an elite rider? Um, I always wanted to be riding in England and I remember when I was about 17 I said to him, I want to go over to England and he wouldn't let me he knew I wasn't ready it was a bit wild um, it's probably the best thing that did happen that I wasn't too young when I came over yeah. because you wouldn't be sitting here that's for sure um, and I went through trials and tribulations with my alcohol problem and I got over that mm. and I realised when I was riding for Hannah and I was doing really successful now mm. when I, I noticed at a time in my career Ryan Moore started to get going and even the apprentice in Hannan's yeah and I noticed there was a stage when I knew I wasn't performing as well as I should, when I seen the way Ryan was performing, and I knew why. And that was? That was the alcohol. Uh, and uh, you, I, I, I saw a, I remembered that you did a brilliant interview with um, Mick Fitz uh, a, while, a while ago, uh, back in the BBC yeah. days. Uh, and an extremely open and honest interview. Well, it, it is what it is, and um, I'm not going to hide from it, and it hopefully... The trials and tribulations I went through might be helped someone else, the younger that's coming along that mm. has the same feelings. Uh, I think you said something along the lines of when you were having your problems with alcohol, 
whether you rode a winner or didn't ride a winner, there was no difference. Yeah, and I kept winning. That was, uh, you know what I mean? It would be probably better off if I had a bad run and I was forgotten about. But I kept winning. And people would say, well done, and the guilt was uh, horrendous. Well, how, how did you cope? Or not Actually, cope? I don't know. I used to alcohol. drink the coke, you know. And, yeah. Um, I got through it anyway, and it's part of growing up. And yeah. I'm very grateful that I became an alcoholic now, because I'm very forward thinking now, and I appreciate what's real in yeah. the world. And, and speaking of appreciating what's real, when you're going through things like that, the people around you are yeah the most important thing to help you through it. Yeah, so family, and I had Lizzie there to support me, and um, yeah, I was very lucky. I had all that, so I've been lucky all my life. Yeah. And then to become champion jockey, that was just a bonus. Well, so you became champion jockey in 2012, mm -hmm. uh, and then you won it for, for the next three years. What was that period like, being the top dog in the way? I loved, I loved it. Um, I worked hard to get there now. And, um, the fear of not being champion when I was champion was huge. It kept me driven. The first year I wanted to do it, and yeah. I'd done it. Yeah. I was runner-up numerous times. And I wanted to prove I could do it, and then I'd done it. And then I said, well, I better prove I'm not a fluke. Mm. So it was a huge drive, and my agent, Tony Hine, he worked tirelessly now to get me there. Yeah. Um, and I had a bit of help, plenty of help along the way, riding for Richard Hannan, the amount of winners he gave me. Yeah. Bloody hell. You'd have won them. No, but it was. He, and he, he was good, up. but he's not that good. Um, it, you, you talk about winning the championship and Tony Hine's effect, and... And the way the championship is, is changing and things are obviously different and the desire to win the championship, you sometimes see some riders, obviously now, they, they concentrate on big races more than they concentrate on the championship and they ride sparingly. Yeah. Is that right? I don't know if it's right or wrong. Um, I suggest that, that just to help the prize money, the race courses bring more money to the tracks, I suggested that any race worth less than four or five grand to the winner didn't count towards the championship. And then if Richard Hughes or Ryan Moores or Sylvester D'Souza stop going to Bath, yeah. it might just help them put the money back into it. Because definitely it, it does help when those riders are yeah. there. Yeah, and it also will open up to riders who don't have... Yeah, it would help them as well. We don't really want to go to ride f five or six of yeah. So it would help those guys too. So yeah. either way it would have been a plus, but they've messed the championship around a little bit. And yeah. Racing has evolved and it's a bit different now. There's much more racing. Yeah. But I remember when I was riding, I'd rather go to Bath and ride four winners or three winners than go to York to ride four rides, one with a half a chance. Yeah. I'd rather go and ride winners. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, if you are talking about, you've mentioned obviously the alcohol, obviously weight is an issue that affects, and you know, your, your, your height would have been an issue. How much was... How, how difficult was the battle with weight, first of all? How much was alcohol related to weight? Um, I think it'd be a lame excuse to blame. I, I think you're born, but it's, it's in your system. My brain wasn't worked properly. To, when I started drinking, that was it. Um, whether it was a food or not, maybe it accelerated at the mm. time, but I still believe I am what I am. And, yeah. um, the waste and, and, the, and doing the weight, that was part of it. Yeah. God, if you didn't have to do that, it'd be too easy altogether. <laughs> Because uh, often, you know, speaking to, to you at the races or people around you saying, oh, Husey's in the sauna or Husey's mm. sweating. And uh, I think you post, we've seen photos of you in, in, in the bath yeah. at home sweating, sweating, Normal, sweating. though. That's, I'd, have, I'd have cut my own arm off if I meant. I'd have to do it that way. I would have done it. Really? Mm. 
What's that mentality? I just, I just loved it. Absolutely loved it. I remember being in school, and one of the teachers brought me aside and said, Richard, what if you're not a jockey? You know, your education. And I kicked him and nearly got expelled for it. Because <laughs> it, it was no other. Really? I was going to be a jockey, and that was it. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Um, let's, let's talk about some of the, the good horses that you have sat on over the years, uh, helping you to nearly 2,500 two winners. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> um, Camford Cliffs, the best? Yeah, that you the wrote? best, yeah. Now, Ryan would probably get one of them every year, you know what I mean? But in my career, he was the best because he was... He had so much talent and he was so fast mm. to get the mile. Everyone said he wouldn't get a mile. Mm. And eventually we, we had to do it on the race course to prove them wrong. When did you know? I, mean, I remember being at Newbury when he won first time out and he beat a horse that was quite well fancied. I think, uh, Extension. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh no, Rakan, um, who ended up running behind him in the commentary. But <laughs> a lot of people thought uh, at the time, Camford Cliffs is different gear. So at what point before he, he ran did you. First, first morning I ever sat in him. I said to Richard, I said, this is the best horse you've ever trained. Oh, Senior, and he drove away. He said, that lad's gone mad. <laughs> <laughs> but he really was. He was yeah. just like sitting on a Rolls, it was a Rolls Royce. And th- this was the Coventry. And actually Everything went wrong at the Coventry. He got upset down at the gate. He hit the gate 100 mile an hour. He half ran away with me. And I was sitting on it going, oh, he'll fall in the hole any second. That's why I changed my hands. He just took off again. It was extraordinary performance that day, anyway. And the horse that you beat in the maiden at Newbury is in second. Mm. Uh, it was extraordinary watching it at the time because we've seen, I mean, Three Valleys won the Coventry extremely impressively. Yeah. Camford Cliffs won the Coventry. But what, what made you confident that he would go on from there and, and be a star? Well, I knew he, he can't be that good and not just you know, get a mile and do everything he, he was supposed to. He did have to learn to race properly. That's the only thing I would say. Yeah. That performance messed him up for a little bit. Even the following spring, it, it affected him, you know. Yeah. Uh, another Royal Ascot victory for, for Camford Cliffs came uh, in the Queen Anne. And you're tracking a, a very good horse at the moment, a horse who would prove herself very outstanding in, in Golden Cove. But this, for, for anybody watching you over the years, this was almost an archetypical Richard Hughes ride. Yeah, well, Camford, as, as brilliant as he was, I'm not saying he was soft, but you'd win your race once in him. He wasn't a grinder, and you had to use every bit of speed that he had to good effect. And if I was going to go by something, I'd go by them once, that was it. So I couldn't be in the front too long. And, and that surge, though, because obviously you've ridden horses with really good turn of foot, the likes yeah. of Paco Boy mm-hmm. or, or Toronado, was his surge the best surge that you could feel when he quickened up on a racehorse. Yeah, he was brilliant. And you'd, you'd sit on him, all you have to do was move your head, <laughs> and he'd move out really? and just take off, yeah. Fantastic. But yeah, I never had rode one quite like him, yeah. yeah. Well, Paco Boy also gave you some some great memories. Uh, look back at a, a, on his Queen Anne victory, um, and again, it's, it's that, oh, wait for the gap. And you also talked about, you know, being the last one off the bridle. Yeah, the normally I was drilling to me from a very young age. The last jockey to go for a stick normally wins, and you know that goes right through down to your from a selling player to a group one. And I always felt that why would you want to kick on three out when you didn't have to? I just still don't understand why you would. I know some horses are grinders, but if you have them all beaten, why would you kick on? Stay beside them. You have to go and win. But have there been times where you regretted, I'm sure, having your career, there wasn't been, but you regretted waiting too long? No, and I used to, 
like a lot of jockeys used to come in and say, God, I thought you were going well, Richard, and you fell in a hole. I, yeah. I'd be sitting on nothing a lot of the times. Yeah. So perception of seeing the race, oh, he's going really well, yeah. I wouldn't be going that well. I think we were talking about your, your riding style a bit earlier on, and uh, obviously you mentioned about being the last one off the bridle or last one to go for your stick. Mm. But over the years, there have been times that punters, you know, and I'm, I'm a punter, and there have been times <laughs> I'd have been watching you thinking, oh, he's cruising, Richard Hughes. Why, why didn't you go for it sooner? And there would have been times that you frustrated punters. Do you feel that... That's oh. just that goes that goes with the territory. Yeah, the good hard neck. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> Fallon, myself, and Fallon were we ten years together, right on the top of our profession, and he was the complete opposite. He'd be rolling around, and you'd go up and think you're going to beat him, and next one he'd grab all of it and beat you. Yeah, but just two totally different styles. Yeah. Um, and do you look at, at riders today and feel that even some of the you know some of the top guys perhaps rush for their stick and and go too soon, or would you like you know do you like to see more patience? I don't think so. Your school of riders, really good riders. I don't think there's um, everyone's a little bit different. Mm. Um, just as the likes them up there in the van, I love the way he rides. Like nine times out of ten, he's going to win because yeah. he is the best position in the race. Yeah. He gets out of stalls a lot quicker than most guys. Yeah. But um, little things like that. What's, what what sort of ride? Obviously, we've got a whole list of rides that you've you've produced over the years. But what would be the ride that perhaps has given you the, the, the most satisfaction? Because watching you delivering what seems like a plan, where you've thought it through, you think this is the horse I want to follow. I'm going yeah. to challenge at this point in the time. It looks like you know, like a work of art without wanting to sound. Uh, I think sloppy. personally, the the most satisfaction I got was um, Chrysalium in the British Cup. Because simply because I went over the year before in Sky Lantern, yeah. locked up four to fifth down the rail, yeah. and it didn't open. Yeah. Just didn't open. You know, I, was, I couldn't do anything about it. Every time I went to come out, another one came on me outside and pushed yeah. me back in again. Yeah. And I went back the following year, and I rode at work, and I thought she was an absolute certainty. Mm. I really did. But I knew I had to ride her properly, and that was leave her down the fence, barrier. And if I locked up again, I probably <laughs> would have come with it too. Yeah. But it didn't. Yeah. I had great belief in what I was doing was the right way. Yeah. And I gave her a lovely ride. Yeah. It, it's so nice to hear jockeys, a jockey saying that about giving a horse a lovely ride. So many times when you interview a jockey after they've won a ride, and you know that they've given a, a jockey, a jockey, they're giving the horse a cracking ride, whether it's Brian or Frankie, yeah. even guys like Frank. When we used to interview, you said, "Yeah, and you know, credit to the trainer and all the people and all the team." Yeah. When I want you, well, it'd be lovely to hear you say, "What you said." <laughs> I know I've given that a great ride. That is a brilliant ride. And you yeah. see them pointing at the horses. I, 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 I wish. I know. I used, to, I used to come into the weigh room sometimes, but I just learn out there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> just staying the piss. Yeah. It was. Um, that was all part. I, I love riding horses. I loved. I wasn't afraid to lose. You see. Yeah, and I used to get a lot of stick off a lot of punters in the bookies, yeah. and you know I, di I didn't mind, but yeah. maybe that's why I was on the big day. I was able to perform. Yeah, I remember it was quite a good time. Myself and Ryan were ready to ride in the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. I was riding Simonon. I can't remember what Ryan was riding, but we tied our caps, and our phone book was out in front of us. And our tied our cap went, oh, the two of us yawned <laughs> at the same time, yeah. and we're and there was lads doing press ups and working out, and me, me and Ryan yawned before we went out. Yeah. So that'll just give you an idea that um, it, the pressure doesn't get to Ryan, and I was lucky it didn't get to me. Yeah. It didn't really bother me what race we went out in. And the fact that the pressure doesn't get to you, does that, is that uh, an element that has made you, uh, you and Ryan, uh, one of the, be oh, the better jockeys that we've seen in the last Yeah, time? you have to believe in yourself, and you have to believe, and you're not being big-headed. But I believed I was better than anyone. Mm. 
had a riding horse to hold up and put it, produce it there in the line. Yeah. And I didn't think anyone could do it better than I did. Yeah. And I had to believe in that. And that's when I went through my drink problems and that I could see Ryan Moore was getting an edge on me because I wasn't performing the way I knew I could. Mm. Were there any rides that you regret the outcome of? Oh, yeah, love it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd done that. But you can't dwell. You always look forward in this game. Never look back. Right. And if you can't learn from what your mistakes doing it there, and I've learned, yeah. there was one or two rides, of course, that I knew. But as time evolved, I learned, if you're the yeah. best horse in the race, it doesn't have to be locked up. Go the safe route on this occasion. Yeah. You know, I did learn that over time that... Only choose your when you want to be locked up and brave. Yeah. When you have to, and that's the only way he's going to win. Yeah. I did evolve to go the safer ride. You mentioned Sky Lantern, of course, uh, at the Breeze Cup, but of course Sky Lantern gave you your first British Classic in the 1,000 Guineas at Newmarket. Uh, and I remember being there, and your reaction was one of uh, real joy. Yeah, well, I came from 10 or 12 lengths behind them. They went very hard that day. Um, I thought I'd give her a good ride out there. I wonder how you do and say no. <laughs> she, she was brilliant. She was a great mare. Yeah. And um, I'll never forget when we got beaten in the Falmouth. That was the biggest injustice of all time. We got dragged from one side of the track to the other and I got beat a short head. And music, we music show we rolled across you. Not music show, um, no. no um, uh, cousins, Billy. Yes. Uh, uh, the, the Come on. Uh, the, the, the Japanese the owners, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come well, on, one side of the track all the way to the other yeah. and I got beat a short head and I got hit in the face twice and I still didn't get it. I thought it was terrible injustice. But what was it like to finally get that, that British Classic? Didn't bother Did me. Because yeah. people made a big thing of it, well, didn't they? a huge thing. I, mean, I used to go to India and probably win four Classics every winter, <laughs> you know. So I know a Classic in India is a big yeah, Classic, yeah. you know what I mean? So it didn't really bother me and that's the truth. Um, it was a bit of a relief to get the monkey off my back. Yeah. But I went... I think it was a music show I wrote for Mick Shannon. That's right, you wrote, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. I went down yeah. the rail and didn't know, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, he always leave the rail in Newmarket. Mick's mentioned that yards. a few times in I the years. Yeah. <laughs> but watching as a trainer now, if I think if I was riding for me, I think I'd have a heart attack. Really? There's no doubt about it, yeah. Well, this was a massive success for, for Junior, uh, Richard Hammond Junior. And he, and I think he had, he's built a... Uh, Sky Lantern yeah he named his house Sky his Lantern house. yeah that's yeah. right Lantern yeah. House yeah so um, oh, she was great for Mike and his crew yeah. and then Talent uh, came along not not so long afterwards and, blue. and win. yeah and I rode a worker and said oh god it's useless <laughs> really? it worked horrendous and then I was offered a Coolmore ride in between yeah I think on the Thursday yeah and I said no I've gone to ride a worker better stick with it and I rode her and she won and Luckily, Mr. Dixon and partners were very kind to me and they gave me a horse to train, so... Yeah. But the loyalty does pay off. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, people talk about uh, Epson. Epson that day, Ray Beckett told me to meet him at the start. We're going to walk the track together, so I I made up some story that I got stuck in traffic. (laughs) (laughs) I knew my way around Epson. And um, I gave him the saddle, he said, where were you? I said, oh, the traffic's terrible. And the saddle, he said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to drop my hands and make all. She settled in front because yeah. she was quite free yeah. running. Of course, missed the kick. They went like hell. She couldn't go, so I left her alone, set last, and came through and won. But uh-huh. they have the freedom to do that and the confidence to go the opposite ways. Mm. And that's what makes winning the race that's so special. Well, we've seen so many great victories. 
talking to a lot of people when I, when I knew that you were coming on the show and asked, well, you know, what was the, what was the sort of Richard Hughes, if you trying to, to make a, a summary of, of what was best about Richard Hughes as a jockey? And a lot of people said to me, Richard Hughes riding soul power where you're on a, a fast run race and he's yeah. sitting there with a double handful <laughs> waiting double for that gap. Double handful, my, yeah, <laughs> empty. They oh, love, it's, and I want to, I just have a look at, you know, at, at the soul power rise because, yeah. So thrilling to watch. Yeah, and I couldn't wait to get on him. I actually got on him. He wasn't as fast when I got on him in the early days. Um, he um, he used to be a lot quicker, and I think when I rode him, he, he gradually lost that little bit yeah. of dash. And halfway in the race, you had to help him because he couldn't really hang in there. So the more you helped him, till they actually died the last furlong, and once they died in front of you, then you knew oh, you knew you had them. Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albastia Cruel Dubai.